0: Retro Rebel Gamecast Episode 48 is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash TOGCAST. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics for you, the listeners. Retro Rebel is released every week, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can even find us on Facebook at Temple of Geek for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and with me is my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda. Amanda.
1: What's up?
0: Mm-hmm. It always, I always think of the Kansas song, which dates me as a person, um, and I was going to sing it, but then the audience would not get it—terrible joke. But it's funny to me, and to me, that's really all that matters with jokes—is if I think it's funny, then that's all that matters. So, what have you been up to?
1: Uh, well, man, I've been playing. What have I been playing? I've been playing um, Wolfenstein. The new That's what I've been playing. That's what I've been playing.
0: How now no. thoughts on this? Because I played it, I have played it as well. I played it last year, but um here, you know, on the show, we don't care when you play it. Yeah. No judging. No judging. What 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 are your thoughts on Wolfenstein?
1: Um so far, look, here, I haven't played any of the other Wolfensteins in such a long time. Yeah. Um, so I would say that, you know, my I'm kind of seeing it through my husband's eyes, and he's like, the graphics are so good. This is nothing like the game I played in the, whenever it was, 90s the more 90s. likely.
0: yeah, it was.
1: Yeah. 90s, yeah. Um, so I'm kind of seeing it from his perspective.
0: Are you saying he's influenced Uh, your opinion?
1: Yeah. I will say that sometimes I feel like they're trying to be edgy for, like, edginess sake. Like, the... So, I've just made it... I mean, spoilers, or maybe not spoilers. I don't know. I've just made it to the part where you hook up with the, um, like, Black Panther-resistant-style cell. Right. And Sometimes I feel like the woman who runs the cell is like being extra for extra's sake. Right. But then again, I wasn't around like in the 60s, so I don't know. Like, were people really jive-turking in it like all day? Like, I swear she said jive-turkey like twice.
0: <laughs> so well, it, is, it is the turn of phrase that I know. So.
1: Yeah. I was just, you know, for me, I found it a little difficult to stay immersed, but it's been a fun game. Ironically enough, uh, I have just been mailing everyone to death pretty much. So, yeah. You mailing? mailing everybody? Yeah, just about. Like, I just run through the zone and like, blap, blap, hatchet, 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 hatchet. I ain't got no time to be shooting people, man. <laughs> so much faster to hatch it. Then it's one move dead. Not like four or five or 20 bloody bullets. The only thing that I'm not hatching to death are the, like, flamethrower dudes or laser guys, you know, the big ones. Right. But I've got, like, a fully upgraded assault rifle of some sort.
0: Now, can you upgrade your uh, hatchet?
1: My bloody wish. I mean, you don't need to because it's one shot, one kill Like with all the normal level dudes. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to, you know, quick and easy. Sweet. Wolfage time.
0: Wolfenstein, I did not get that far, um, but then I finished by watching a Let's Play because um, I just knew I wasn't going to be able to finish it. It was one of those games that I just, uh, with everything else on my docket, I was fine watching somebody else play it. And so I've seen the entire game, thoroughly enjoyed the story. Um, it would It is a game I've played enough that I would recommend it to people, especially anybody that likes first-person shooters, but it's not even your typical first-person shooter. So um, Yeah.
1: I, my only criticism I think is the part when you're in the base um, and you're like walking around trying to like talk to people I feel like they're trying to do like what a normal RPG would do right but you don't kind of expect it for a Wolfenstein game at least I don't and also things aren't signposted very well so I'm like where am I going oh yeah, like, yeah. Now see and that's no- where a
0: game like that would benefit from having like a uh, you know a a HUD map or something where that was more clearly marked, I guess, uh, because when you try to to mix RPG elements and first person shooter elements, which they did, or, or just having like a narrative, which is that whole game is just narrative driven. It's not multiplayer or online or anything like that. It's, this is a story game, you know? And, and uh, so, yeah, I think that, that probably could have um, been improved because, yeah, those, those scenes and that, part of the game is a little bit uh, convoluted. It's not necessarily the right word, but it's 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 not clear objectively what you're supposed to do all the time just because you don't know where you're supposed to go because you don't, yeah, it's not all clearly marked.
1: So. Yeah, there's like no, um, you know, like, like a dotted line path or something like that. So it's just kind of got like a waypoint like in the distance, much like Halo does. Yeah. But sometimes you can be going the complete wrong direction and look like you're following it. You right. know what I mean. Well, so. And you know,
0: World of Warcraft did this in the Mists of Pandaria uh, expansion, where they would give you a waypoint, or they give you, you know where your destination is, but there would be only one very small path to get there. Like whereas mm. before, you used to be able to like just climb a mountain and get there or something. You know, or the hill, or it was like a, a wide open, a, a wide berth to get to where you needed to go. Well, they changed that to where you had to find the exact path into the mountain to get where you needed to go. Otherwise, and so you might be running up and down the side of a mountain trying to find where this exact path was because I can't get to the stupid dot that's on the other side. Um, and I, can't, I don't have flying yet, so I can't get over there. So anyway. No, I hate that. Yeah, and, and so if it's not clearly marked um, or more than clearly marked, you know, it should be exaggerated to a certain extent. Unless it's a secret, you know, and I get that, but these are this is like to further the game story, you know, you yeah. So yeah, that shouldn't be hidden. Anyway, no, I agree with you. Um, But but that is a good game. So I'm I'm anxious to see and hear if you finish it, what you think. Because even though I didn't finish it, I do know how it ends. Um, Oh wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. I I watched the entire Let's Play. It was like a three and a half hour Let's Play. So Jesus. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I have, speaking of games, I'll probably never finish. Uh, I have been playing Pillars of Destiny. Um, it is, I want to say, it, I know it was a Kickstarter game, and I think it was on Steam and online on you know PC first, but then it was released in, a, in its complete edition on PlayStation and probably Xbox as well. But uh, I got it on PlayStation, and Pillars of Destiny is. Uh, it's an obsidian produced game, so it's mm. got really good pedigree in terms of RPG. Uh, it is it is a like a, a Diablo-style um, dungeon crawler type game as well. Right. But it is very much akin to... Did you... I'm not sure if you ever played like the old Dungeons & Dragons like Neverwinter Nights, stuff like that. Um,
1: I can't remember. Uh... Yeah, I think I did play Neverwinter Nights like back in the day, like back early two thousands yeah. maybe.
0: Yeah, and yeah. so it's very much along the lines of that type of game. So you get your party. Well, you start. I start. You start out, and I don't think this is spoilery. You start out, and you're in a camp, and uh, you get this one character who you you begin to talk to, and and uh, there's a dialogue tree, and so based on, well, let me back up even a little more. Creating your character is, is akin to... Or it's, it is it is almost the exact same process as you get in Skyrim or Elder Scrolls. So it's very involved. Um, you don't have as many choices as you did in that game, which is probably a good thing, because to me, you can barely see your character's face anyway. They're so small. Um, but And I don't think that's the ma- major point of it. But you get to pick your race, you get to pick your, your uh, job, and you get to pick... You know your class uh, and a number of other things that um, you know make up who your character is. You also get to to outfit your your character with certain skills that you're you know that you're going to be good at that you're going to concentrate on. Do you want to be stealthy? Do you want to be a hunter? Do you want to be, you know, if you're a um, if you're a druid like the character that I created was a an elf a wood elf druid, you also get this special skill where you can have you can kind of um, channel the spirit of a of a beast so it can be a boar or a bear or a wolf or whatever and I chose the wolf so basically one of my attacks and I can use it once per battle or once per turn uh, is I can basically turn into a werewolf and fight whoever it is that I'm fighting but I can only do it for that one that one battle so um, you, you start out and you're in this camp and it, it's a lot of text-based, so there's a lot of reading going on. It reminds me a lot of a Dungeons and Dragons type game, though. So you know, the the writing is great. Even I mean, you do have to read a lot, but it really paints a good picture of what it is that you're doing in the environment. Uh, it's I mean, it, it's, in terms of gameplay, I don't. It's definitely specific to a particular type of gamer that might be interested in this type of game. Uh, it is not an RPG for everybody, uh, but I've enjoyed games like this. Uh, in fact, my features fa- featured favorite today is, is, is one that's kind of like this, only much more of a dungeon crawler. Uh, but uh, I, I haven't gotten very far, but uh, I am probably four or five hours into it. Um, I've got a lot of my side quests, and I have a party of three now, so... My original Party of Two uh, met uh, an early demise. (laughs) I think it was a plot device, and so you lose those characters that you start out with. You wake up, and then you have to uh, get into the city. It is brutal in terms of difficulty in that uh, it spikes. It's a lot like Skyrim where you can venture off the beaten path for to the wrong place and get smashed by one hit by something, and you're like, okay, well, can't go that way. Um but I've really enjoyed it. I've really, really enjoyed it. I thought I would when it came out. I thought it was a type of game I'd want to play. I just hadn't been able to get to it. So it came out last year, and uh, I'm finally getting around to it. So Pillars of Destiny, I'm looking forward to you know, seeing. I don't know how. I know it's very involved, and it has DLC and all of that that I think came with this, this edition. But So we'll see. Today. Yeah, it should be a lot. Well, that brings us to... Our first segment here, where it should be relatively brief because we know Amanda is not really um, up on the gaming news at this point. So it's going to be more me educating her about all the exciting things that are happening in gaming news. So first, uh, you know, last week we talked about how our president, and if I have to clarify who that is for anyone else that's listening, just assume you if I'm talking about a president, this is the only president anyone's talking about. He was meeting with the gaming executives in the United States about uh, video game violence and uh, the effects on actual gun violence uh, in our country. And I thought it was interesting because he met with the gaming executives and the gaming executives presented gaming as a First Amendment protected media um, that and cited multiple research studies that show that there really isn't a relationship at all between gaming violence and and uh, the effect on gun violence. But I wanted to ask you Amanda what games do you think were on the highlight reel to show the president what what games if you were gonna guess I'll give you three guesses of three games three three or four games what? You shouldn't need games
1: it. that aren't violent at all?
0: No, just what games do you think were picked to show the president?
1: Uh to show that games aren't violent. Sorry, is that good? The...
0: Yes, but but don't let that affect which games you pick.
1: All right, Call of Duty.
0: That was one. Absolutely. Okay. Ding. Oh
1: my god, what the fuck. Okay. Uh
0: <laughs> So along those lines What's the next worst Grand Theft game? Auto. That, absolutely ding, you got it. So there's two. Jesus. And, and then and this one, this one in particular, I think was very appropriate to show him. Absolutely, the most appropriate game to show him, based on his current antics and the possibility of this being our future.
1: Uh, Wolfenstein.
0: <laughs> Wolfenstein was one of them as well. Ding, but that wasn't the one. Fall. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say like, what ones are like nice and kid friendly? Well, I would why be like, you show banjo kazooie. No. You know? Yeah, banjo kazooie. Maybe even Skyrim. Dragons. ain't One got nothing in the twenty six Mario me.
0: games. You know, Skyrim would be fine. I think anything yeah. where you're just having to hit people with axes would be fine. Yeah. You know. Not-
1: they just show him attacking a dragon. And they're like, "Look,
0: it's a dragon." Yeah, this guy literally punched this giant to death with with
1: Rollercoaster Tycoon. Rollercoaster Tycoon, you know. a
0: good one, you know.
1: Monopoly Seems. the game. Monopoly the game.
0: Yeah. Monopoly the game, the video game.
1: They should so. have made him a whole like Sims family of his family. I think oh, that would have been gosh. amazing.
0: Oh, but see, that's its own drunk podcast that i would like to be on where we just speculate what his family would do in that game um (laughs) so yeah those couldn't have been four of the worst or four worst games to choose for this uh to demonstrate maybe they maybe that was the point was to show hey this is kind of the worst of what we've got don't mind postal or splatterhouse or any of these other games that you might see that are a lot worse um, or the fake violence on Mortal Kombat where the guy gets his spine ripped out of his back but don't worry about that one um Fallout this is possibly going to be future uh, Wolfenstein where the Nazis he's like I like this one anyway I just thought it was interesting that those were the ones that they chose so um but I, again, I don't know it's just choice. a diversion it, it really nothing is going to come of that 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 didn't at least I don't think so uh, one way or well, I
1: watched minutes. the interview after it where he was like, You know, I see the movies that my son watch, and I have a young son, and I see the movies, and I like, Who's letting him watch this?
0: I'm like, You are! You're you a parent, you do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, in other news, Valve is coming out with a new game. Ooh, oh, yeah. what's easy? Well,. If you were to guess I'll give you one guess on this one what what type of game do you think valve would would uh, want to re-enter the gaming sphere with it you know what what type of game or what game oh would you want to do a sequel would it be another like third person first person shooter would it be something like Team fortress um, portal we know it's no not idea half- life no. so.
1: Half-Life 3 confirmed. Yeah,
0: exactly. Oh, that's gonna be a tag in this in this video. <laughs> uh, and, uh, no, it's actually going to be a dota based card game.
1: Stop it with these yeah,
0: I knew it. I knew that's what you would say. So I when just I s-
1: don't get it. I don't get the appeal. I oh, I don't get the appeal. And
0: it's not, from what I, I understand and from what I read, I don't even think it's going to be a free to play game growth so if that's the case Past. yeah <laughs> um and maybe that's because they i don't know i'm sure they've made trucks of money on dota so i don't i don't know i don't know that i don't see the draw i've never i've never really played dota enough to even know the characters or how i would enjoy um a card based game like a digital card based game now I, I mean i love hearthstone and i still play hearthstone all the time but I knew the characters, and uh, Blizzard just does it better. And maybe that's because they are better at manipulating us. But I just don't see the appeal. Anyway, I thought that'd be interesting. Valve is coming out with a new game, uh, and then on the Switch. I don't count that. On the Switch, I know you're excited about Nintendo news. Oh the wow! Nin-
1: yeah.
0: Nintendo Direct. She, she just. She just. She just checked out. The, the Switch is uh, releasing, or they just announced that they are going to release a brand new Smash Brothers game. So, even though that is not news that it really affects or interests me, I know that there are millions of people who are excited about the idea that a Smash... Because this is another one of those games that's, that's prime for eSports. So, I think...
1: Well, as long as it's not another direct debit 5,000, I don't even care. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. They can have their Smash Brothers.
0: They can have their Smash Brothers. So. Well, uh, that, is, that is all the gaming news that I was really interested in or that I saw. There's other stuff that's going on, but uh, I just picked out the one uh, Nintendo tidbit because I knew how much you'd be interested in it. Um, well, that brings us to our second topic today, which is Gaming cookies, artificial intelligence, and how they can improve your gaming experience or how they can just steal your debit card directly. Stop. So, so (laughs) since I am terribly afraid of the robot overlords taking over and uh, Amanda is welcoming them, she is going to convince me why AI and and, uh, cookies can help improve my gaming experience. So Amanda, tell me why this, why is this a good thing? How can this help us help improve our experiences as gamers?
1: Well, look, so this is hashtag future is now sort of stuff. Um, But at the moment, whenever you go to different websites, um, Facebook, like any other social media, log into anything, um, you know, cookies are tracking you um, and trying to determine a set of consumer preferences. So marketers can sell you advertising we all know that right and nefarious. ai is trying to nefarious stop
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i swear we're all really nice um and ai is trying to use machine learning to better anticipate the correct correct answer to any like user query right? right so if you take those two things together Over time, like I'm talking about like time with a capital T, so we're a bit of a ways away from this, but this is more of like a prediction sort of thing. Right. So over time, I imagine that cookies and artificial intelligence stroke machine learning will be so good at anticipating our requirements and will have had lots of examples to choose from. So what about that time we suggested blue jeans to him and then he he didn't click on it? Or what about that time that we suggested a holiday and he did, you know, it's, it's tracking and learning those things. Um, or what about the time we auto filled that form for him and it was the wrong information versus the time when it was. So they're forming a better and better picture. Now at the moment, Generally speaking, all that stuff stays very far away from gaming, which is quite weird, because they could be using it to personalize your game experience. So what something do you mean by now.
0: this, Amanda.
1: I know. <laughs> what do I? Let me tell you how. Um, so what I'm thinking is, is first off, weaving your most frequent contacts outside who also are on Xbox into your game experience in order to add like a bit of realism. So whether they show up as NPCs or um, like key story characters later on in the journey, having that like bit of realism, they know who, what your friends look like. They've got thousands of photos on Facebook to choose from. Google has even more like they could model characters um, and mannerisms off of the people that you already know in order to build, say, an antihero that you would empathize with. See where I'm going here? Because yeah. this is like what your actual friends are like. So you would be like, oh, this guy's like a bit of a rapscallion, but he reminds me a lot of Frank. You know, so <laughs> a root for him. <laughs> Frank just said, I'm a rapscallion. I yes, want to use you
0: that word in a sentence.
1: <laughs> I just have. You're welcome. You can Thank have that. Thank you. I will um,
0: use that exact sentence.
1: Uh, or, you know, they could take um, bits of someone you unfriended recently in order to make, a, make villain. a villain. Exactly. You see what I mean? Yeah. But obviously not above the line stuff. Like not make it physically look like the person too much or whatever because then I think you would struggle to um, suspend your disbelief. But yeah. if they took characteristics, mannerisms, uh, habits, interests, those sort of things maybe if they use machine learning to come up with um a lexicon for the person based on analyzing all of their tweets and facebook posts and coming up with the type of words that person would even say like machine learning is super capable of lots of things like we could go into machine learning I'd be happy to explain it to you it's pretty awesome but um I think that's one way that games could be better personalized in order to make you um, feel automatically more attached to it. The other thing is, like for people that like to make a character that looks a lot like them, like I do, I like to make myself in games whenever yeah. I'm given the option, they could analyze all of your Instagram and Facebook photos and automatically create you a construct. That like, to give you a better, like quicker point of reference, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like, automatically they could tell that I'm gonna need brown hair, green eyes, like smallish lips, like higher cheekbones, like, you know, not the smallest person on the planet, like a little bit on the tall side, like they could just analyze all those things and get you like halfway there to make character creation a little bit faster. And then yeah. you'd just be doing like tweaking, which I think would be quite cool. And then the last thing is, they could personalize the microtransaction to the sort of stuff that actually interests you so if you're not buying currency and that's not your bag they wouldn't necessarily show that to you because then i think people would find gaming less offensive you know what i mean like you log in and suddenly it's like buy this gold buy this gold buy this gold it's very much like Advertising. I don't know if you've ever seen any famous examples where people complain to big brands about the type of ads that they see on the sidebars. They're like, "Why is there advert for porn?" And they're like, "That's based on your search history." (laughs) You know what I
0: mean? Exactly. Yeah.
1: So then, the only people that would be seeing gold or microtransactions or whatever are people who have used gold and microtransactions before. Generally speaking, you know what I mean? Like they'll target those ads to you better as well. Like, I'm, I'm all about buying season passes. If I can unlock a reward, like every single go, we spoke about it, like last week. I think the more rewards you earn, the more fun it is. Um, but I don't like to just buy flat out quantities of gold. To me, that seems skeevy and pointless. So I don't, t- I don't tend towards those type of purchases, you know, but I do order the occasional microtransaction. So with that as your context.
0: Yeah.
1: What other ways could you see Technology that we don't currently like. Look, look, I'm not a huge fan of cookies and targeted advertising. You know, I think Alexa sometimes is a little bit creepy, although she controls my life. But how could you see that further integrating with gaming to make for a better experience for everybody?
0: I see, and I, unfortunately, I only see, and I and it's I think it's because this is my limited experience with any of that technology, is I only see how this is going to be used to cater to someone trying to change my experience, not or alter or manipulate my experience. So, taking the cookies and saying, okay, well, we know that this individual is interested in this. Let's give them an avatar that looks just like them and put people in the game that they recognize but aren't necessarily uh, you know, that it isn't the exact person, but it's enough for them to gravitate towards these or to be you know, to find these others as obvious villains. But... <clears throat> then you insert some sort of, you know, uh, some, somehow it is marketed towards you to purchase something in-game to, you know, what only the parts of the game that we know that you might be most interested in are going to be the parts that we're going to show you. And what, so suddenly
1: you know, your bezzy mate like has a full Mandalorian costume. Right. Is that and what you're like, saying? Yes,
0: absolutely. And <laughs> you're like, well, how did you get that? Well, you've got to do this quest line, but you have to have this DLC to get it. And oh. you know, and so I'm and like, every oh, villain looks like that. your
1: mother-in-law.
0: Yeah, and so you have to kill all of them. And so you know, no, I love my mother-in-law. Um oh. <laughs> she would be she'd be in my party. She'd probably be the healer. Um, awesome. Yeah. So. No, but you see what I'm saying, though? I mean, that's how I see it is that that's how that's I see altruistically, you know, just objectively, it is feasible that you could have this experience that is catered to you that would be incredible, that you could use AI and, and cookies to predict and create an environment that would be fantastic, and probably mostly in role playing or some, some type of action role playing game. I think those that's where it would fit best. But what I see happening is Shadow of Mordor, where you've got you know this great gameplay experience that is so it's so big, but then all of the things that happen in the game and the extra purchases and the extra. Uh, you know just i just see it using being used to manipulate the the uh, gamer into out of more money instead I mean, of, so if they would just keep so, it to gameplay experience and not use it to get more money
1: i mean they're going to use it to get more money as well like look this some version of this is going to happen i'm just trying to weigh in on exactly how it happens because right so let's let's take it further so let's talk about the actual like hardwares and softwares interacting with each other so for example wouldn't it be cool if alexa for example knew what your schedule was for the day yeah and it talked to your xbox yeah so then if you weren't gonna have she she decided to respond. Um, if you weren't going to have enough time to get to the next checkpoint before you had to leave for something, it told you. That would be awesome. You know what I awesome. mean?
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome.
1: Like, if it was like, the, the next checkpoint isn't for 29 minutes of average gameplay time, and you need to leave in 26 minutes to reach your destination, and then it just
0: Now I'm just told thinking you. challenge accepted, though.
1: Well, look, you could, you gotta live your own life, but also, I think sometimes it would be nice to know, because average. (laughs) Uh, or like, if it matched you, like, with people who were kind of like in your area or had as much time to play as you. Um, so then they were like, you guys all have 20 minutes to play. They could help me find friends. I love how skeptical you are. You're such a bastard. <laughs> it's got to happen. You just I lost. know it
0: is, and I think it's good to have both sides of it. I mean, I'm open to it. I'm just going to be skeptical because I think you should ask those questions. Um, you know, for when I need to go completely off the grid, that way I can just have the games that I can play that are not connected into the, the Matrix. So I'm fine. Crazy. We'll get it. We'll figure it out. Well, I think that I think I am not ready to openly welcome our artificial intelligence overlords and uh, their fake cookies that I can't eat into my life. But uh, I do realize that it's going to happen. And I hope that it does. I hope it is used to improve our experience. And I'm, I'm anxious to see how it can be used in role-playing games uh, to kind of to create and tailor the experience specific to the person but I guess we'll see. Well, that topic was brought to you by our sponsor audible.com. Audible has a great service. They have a great service. And I had something in my throat. They have a great service. And for you, the listeners, you can help us out by heading over to audible.com and check out their service for a free audiobook and 30 day trial by entering audible trial.com slash Amanda, what is our recommendation this week? I mean, our
1: recommendation should not surprise you. It is ready player one by Ernest Klein. Um, and basically it is the sci-fi audio book that's coming out as a movie in a few days. Um, and it is set in the near future where most of the human race have locked themselves into a virtual reality to escape the planet that past generations have destroyed, a.k.a. our actual future. Uh, the danger is <laughs> intense and will affect them all. This is available on your free trial and it is 15 hours and 40 minutes. So watch the movie, read the book or do it in reverse. But check it out.
0: Wow. See? Not, couldn't get a better endorsement than that. Head over to audibletrial.com slash TOGCAST to get that free title today, or you can choose from over 180,000 other titles. Support us by heading to audibletrial.com slash TOGCAST and get your free 30-day trial started today. Shouldn't take you 30 days to read that. Topic number two, three, last topic, final topic. Story arcs that we are tired of seeing. So in gaming, it's, it's, it's no secret that... That you know, gaming tropes and movie tropes and whatever are recycled and just kind of put a new spin on uh, to keep things fresh. But what are some story arcs that that you're tired of seeing in gaming, and and maybe are some ways that we could maybe take a fresh approach at some of those that that would keep it keep it keep it new or seeing new, seeming new anyway. Story arcs tired of seeing, and I'll start actually I'll I'll start off with one that. That I think is is kind of a no brainer and probably one of yours. So I may be stealing it, but saving the princess.
1: I mean, do you honestly think I was going to put saving the princess on my list?
0: Well, it no. is kind of an easy lemon fruit.
1: So. Yeah, no.
0: But I think that is a tired arc. I think, um, you know, from Zelda. To Don't let the,
1: Mario hear Mario, you. Oh my god.
0: Oh, I know. I know. Well, they? They have had games where you don't have to save the princess, uh, but most of them don't have anything to do with Mario. <laughs> uh, Luigi's actually had some games where you don't save the princess. So, um, But I think that there are... Uh, this is a, this is a tired trope. This is a tired gaming trope, and I think it's lazy. It can be done in a way I know where it's interesting and fresh, but nonetheless, it is still one of the oldest... Um, Oldest story arcs uh, in gaming and, and kind of a lazy way to go. But what about you? What's one for you?
1: Mm, I would have to say games where they're in an apocalyptic setting and you and your family members are split up. And nice. the first, like maybe, chapter of the story is you trying to meet up with your lost family, and you usually find one or all of them dead. I think we've all <laughs> seen that before. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no one's surprised. So, I'm going to put that on the list.
0: You go. Shoehorned, shoe-horned love interests. Um, not one that ever feels earned, but one that where it's like, this is who you're obviously meant to... Um, Meant to be interested in and pursue in this game, um, you know. One of the things that I, I kind of liked about uh, Uncharted, and Un- Uncharted Four in particular, is that Uncharted Four. They. Call I knew you were going to
1: say Uncharted. I've never well even they, played it. I was like, he's going to say Uncharted.
0: Well, in, in the first one, I mean, he's got he's got his his lo- main love interest, um, and in the but in the other ones, there are other women who are interested in Nathan Drake that become, they kind of muddy the waters and Nathan and, you know, and Drake is, he lies to his, who, to, who becomes his wife. He lies to her. He, he, you know, he, he almost gets killed. and He's doing all these things. Well, in the fourth game, she calls him out on his bullshit, like the whole game. And it basically just is like, look, you, you know, Just be honest with me, and like they get all of their. They're riding in a jeep, and it's like a whole chapter of the game where she's just, you know, giving him a what for, and making sure that he knows exactly, uh, you know, what's been on her mind over the last three games. And so, I mean, he has to pay for all of those lies. He has to pay for all the things that he had done wrong. And, and so, I think in the end, when um they have the epilogue and everything in that game, it everything feels really earned. I guess, that yep. they, they came through a tremendous amount to get to that point. But, uh, you know, it, it, games as in movies or the same in movies where you have a shoehorned love interest, I think is uh, is also cheap and doesn't feel earned and and, and there's no emotional connection between that. So.
1: Boring. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. So I'm going to say... When they always kill the dog. Stop killing the dog, man.
0: <laughs> that is Like it
1: is. Yeah. It's usually like in a post apocalyptic or whatever. Generally, they're the ones that kill the dog. You know what I mean? Or like Wasteland, yeah. whatever. Like, I didn't play Recore all the way through, but I'm pretty sure they killed my dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the dog gets killed all the flipping time. Stop killing the dog. Like, dog needs to stay the whole time. Best friends for life. Don't kill the dog. We've all had <laughs> trauma. All right. It's cheap. So, sure, all right. Agree. I'm saying don't kill the dog. Your turn.
0: My, I think this one for me, uh, this one might be the, the biggest one for me. Making the twist in the story be the best part of the game. Um. So, and, and make, that's fine by itself. If the twist in the story is the best part of the game, that's fine. If the twist in the story happens in the middle of the game, then the rest of the game is a letdown. You know, the rest of the game. If there's nothing else for you to experience, if there's nothing else for you to, you don't know until you get to the end, and you're like, oh, oh, no, that that's it. You know, it's it's um, it's just a little deflating. Uh, I, you know, again, Bioshock has one of the best twists. But it comes about halfway to three quarters of the way through the game, and then after that, you know, it's it doesn't get any better than that. That is the best the game gets is beating Andrew Ryan's head in with a golf club. Um, that's spoiler.
1: That's still the best. I mean, spoiler for a fifteen-year-old game at this
0: point. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure, like,
1: come on. All right, this is my last one. I don't have any more after this. Yeah. This is my last one. Right. So the person, like, if you get involved with a criminal enterprise, they're always going to kidnap your wife, girlfriend, or kids. Right. Yeah. Just just stop doing that. There are other ways. Like, why don't they just burn your house down? Then there's nothing for you to save, mate. Then the house is done. You know what I mean? Your family doesn't even have to be in there. But it would be super annoying to, like, burn your house down. They'll be like, oh, did you kidnap my family? They're like, no, we burned your house down. It's like literally ashes. Say goodbye to your shit. Yeah. I feel like that is more shocking. Like when they're like, well, you it would kidnap be different. my wife? Like, of course yeah. they kidnap your wife. They always kidnap your wife. Yeah. Boring.
0: Max Payne did it really well in the first Max Payne game, where it was like he had people come and kill. Although it was kind of a rehashing of oh the, the Steven Seagal movie where – <laughs> They're uh, sent. There's, somebody sent to kill him and his family, and and he ends up in a hospital, and he has to come back, and then he ends up killing all of them. It's a fantastic '80s movie. Great, you need to check it out. Don't remember what it's called. Doesn't matter. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I agree with you that that's definitely a, a tired a tired trope, and if they just switch it up, then it does become more shocking because you're not expecting. Oh, your wife and kids are dead. Uh, this one is, I don't know if this is as big an issue for others as it is for me, but I, I am very interested in playing the game Kingdom Come Deliverance. One of the reasons why I want to play it is because it is a period piece. It's a period set in a particular time. It's a role playing game, but it is realistic in that Merlin isn't there. There are no dragons. You are just someone who is trying to become a night in feudal Europe, and uh, and so, like, although I don't think every game should go this route, I think it is refreshing to see a game where it's more realistic. It's more about, you know, you, you, are, you come from nothing, and you're trying to get good at swinging a sword. You suck at swinging a sword. If you don't swing a sword, then you end up dying because you're no good at swinging a sword. But as you swing a sword, you get better at it. And you have to get a horse and you have to go through the countryside and people have real problems and people are, you know, even though that's kind of along the lines of the Sims of the fifteen hundreds. Um
1: Yeah. I'm it, still down for it. I don't think it's overdone.
0: No, that's I don't think point. it's overdone either. It's not I mean, an
1: overused trope.
0: Right. And so I think that I think that's refreshing to see stuff like that. To see games like I think I have not played Yakuza or I haven't played Yakuza but I've heard that it's a very rich world. Uh it's not as big of a map like GTA but there's a lot more to do and it's based on actual this actual blocks and streets in Japan. Yeah. Where it takes place. And but the but mafia is this over overly hyped uh you know over sensationalized version of what actually happened, you know. Uh, instead of playing it more like la noir it's mafia on steroids uh, more for you know so anyway i just think keeping it realistic for me would uh, would be refreshing to see more games like kingdom come deliverance uh, where you know you're actually having to do things that would be realistic for the time period so
1: yeah no, i know i could see that i just so long as they don't devolve into the Collect six gubbins to bring to the king. <laughs> Escort 12 maidens well, to the think, forest green. You know,
0: although that would be fun, 12 maidens, wherever <laughs> they need to go. The thing is, is that you, I think that, ah,
1: a dragon! <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> uh, well, then a dragon's necessary.
1: That would be realistic though, if you were doing an escort quiz, a dragon pops out, eats all the maidens, and then you go back to the town and you're like, no, listen, there
0: was a dragon, and then nobody and like they do not believe you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: like no, nobody believes you. They think you're making this up. You'd be like, you out oh, of town.
0: how did you lose all of our daughters?
1: Yeah. Uh, no, someone make good. that game.
0: <laughs> you're the cowardly knight. Anyway. Mind. Yeah.
1: You got any more tropes? That's it. I don't. It? But I mean, that
0: that just that adds to uh, you know <laughs> games that just pad experience artificially with stuff like that. Um, yeah. Or 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 syncing things to online achievements uh, that I think are that's not necessarily a uh, story arc, but it is it's something that that takes away from what could be invested in a single. It's an
1: word. anti-story arc
0: it is it's an anti story arc it, and especially with the way games are going and the idea that everything is going to be temporary if it's online the servers won't last forever so the game by itself is not intact if, if a large portion of it is put online that is not even accessible you know so but that is that's a story for another i got, day. Dirt. got that's dirt. right <laughs> Well, that brings us to our last topic, or our last featured favorite uh, section, where we discuss one of our favorite games. Uh, these aren't necessarily critically acclaimed, but they are our favorite games. And uh, every week, we like to list one of these, and we're approaching a a quite a comprehensive list of games uh, so far. Yeah, and uh, we
1: should read out the list one day. I'm I curious. Will,
0: I can. I will. I will read it now, and I'm going to post it on uh, on the on the. On the website, so you'll be able to see that linked with this particular episode. But for Amanda, her featured favorites to date are Worms, Far Cry Blood Dragon, Dragon Mm. Age Origins, Heroes, Rainbow Six, Vegas 2, the sequel. Just joking. Mm. Rock Band 4, Deus Ex, Plants vs. Zombies, Mm. Borderlands. Mm. Quantum Break,
1: mm.
0: Darkness slash Darkness Two in an effort to complete games and beat the system.
1: Mm.
0: Left for Dead, mm. Plants vs Zombies Two Mobile.
1: I got you there. Yes, you did.
0: <laughs> Saints Row Three, oh, yeah. State of Decay Year One, oh. South Park: The Fractured Butthole. <laughs> Diablo 3 on the PC, and yeah. Sims 3, Android. Wow,
1: that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it's that's pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, without even knowing the list, I really didn't duplicate, so I'm
0: quite impressed. Yeah, you did. You did a good job. Ah. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, for me, I had uh, Castlevania. Nintendo.
1: City,
0: Nintendo. I'm no, sorry, were, go uh, ahead. Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo. There's a few on here. Yeah. Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, The Last of Us, Kingdom Hearts 2, Bioshock Infinite, Dark Wizard, man, it's still a really good dark horse game, Tecmo Super Bowl 2, KOTOR, Super Mario 3, World of Warcraft, of course, Final Fantasy 3, or 6, Chrono Trigger, Crystallis. Good game. Yeah. Doom. Doom the remake. Like Doom. Yeah, I the new one. Out. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid 2. Metroid Prime. Silent mm. Hill 2. Star Wars Bounty Hunter on GameCube. Final Fantasy Nine. That was my last Final Fantasy, I promised. Gears mm-hmm. of War, the first one. Everyone's favorite, Pyre. Metal Gear Solid, as probably the best game to me in the whole series. Lost Vikings, and then my my featured favorite for today, which is Baldur's Gate, two. Mm. And and I selected Baldur's Baldur's Gate. Gate. Yeah, Baldur's Gate was uh, was a game that saved me while I was in college, and that I didn't really have a whole lot of games at the time. I think I had had to sell a lot of my systems. Because I didn't have a lot of money, but I had my PlayStation 2, and I played my PlayStation 2. Well, I played it all. I played it a lot. Um, I still have it actually. But Baldur's Gate is dungeon crawler. It's very much like uh, Diablo. But the best part about it, it is couch co-op, and so my friends and I, we would sit and I mean it's two player, and so you could build your character. And, you know, it's just a loot fest, and so you're going around looting dungeons and, and getting the next best sword and armor and whatever else. Uh, you you beat the end. Uh, you know, you finish the game, and you can unlock Drist, who is, you know, the dark elf from, you know, the uh, R.A. Salvatore uh, game, or um, I'm sorry, books. And uh, so you can unlock him. But I would usually keep my my uh, character that I made, and me and my... my Buddy would just go back through the game, and you can keep going through it and beating it over and over and over, keeping everything that you had earned up to that point, and it just would ramp up and get harder. Although it was super easy once you got all that, you know, in-game loot. So, but it was a lot of fun. It was a game I spent a ton of time playing, and uh, definitely one of my favorites of all time.
1: I know you didn't start like writing this list until like, halfway through our featured favorites. You want to know how I know that? How? <laughs> because my list doesn't have The Witcher or Mass Effect on it. And your you list doesn't it. have like 20. Yes, I definitely have. I definitely have. There's no. I've also said Bayonetta as well, if you
0: remember. Uh, well, it's not on here.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're out of date. Out of date, mate. Out of be. date. Yeah, and yours doesn't have the Walking Dead Telltale games,
0: and it would. Well, it should, but I'm looking, I don't, I've, since Simon's Quest, I don't think I've written it down. I just don't think we've said them. I think we've talked about them, but we haven't set them as our featured favorites.
1: Unacceptable.
0: Unacceptable, I agree.
1: All right, well, I'm going to sort that right now. Today's featured favorite, The Witcher, mate.
0: Yeah, it, <laughs> like, it, it needs to be.
1: The Witcher, the entire franchise, and I will say, I haven't played the first one because it wasn't on console, yeah, sorry about that, but I have played Witcher 2, and I have played Witcher 3, and Unicorn Boning is awesome, that's all <laughs> I'm going to say, so, play The Witcher, it's great, honestly, Geralt of Rivia is, like, my doppelganger if I was a dude, I swear, like, I feel you like,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Girl, enough. to Rivia, he's awesome.
0: I have the game. It is on my to do list, but I, I haven't played it enough to be able to even make a decision one way or the other. So good. No, it's definitely good. I think I told you the farthest I've gotten was the Griffin at the beginning of the game. I beat the Griffin.
1: Like that That's is it. the literal beginning. Like stop. You I've need, I've it's... played like three hundred hours. Like I I've done all of the armor sets. Like I've done it. I've played the game. It doesn't get more played than I played it.
0: No, it does not. It does not, and The Witcher has been added, noted.
1: Unacceptable, noted.
0: man! <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> well, see, we just probably should have listened to this uh, uh, this series of games before, so now you know. But this will be posted yeah. to our site, so you uh, you all listeners will be able to see it. Well, that yep. wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site, simpleofgeek.com Any questions or comments? Sound off or email us at RetroRebel at TemplateGeek.com. Please head over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and rate us, because that really helps our show. Until the next time.
1: See you later.